everything now. Morning, Dan. Morning, Mike. How are you doing? I am. Um, I'm doing good. I'm a little excited. Yeah. Yeah. I I got some new coffee. I see you got a double setup this morning. I got well. Yes. So I made myself a little espresso and a pour over. So wow, you can take in the flavors of the coffee in all of its forms. I'm biohacking. You're basically biohacking. Yeah. Good for you. It's yeah. going to give you extra caffeine. Well, and power. Definitely extra caffeine. I might not finish the whole espresso. No. No. So I might not do that. And I'll just drink the pour over. Fully. Right. I, I have a pour over. I'm going to sip on it. I probably won't finish it because of you know my whole caffeine situation. But it's very tasty, though. It does taste like green apple notes. Just green like the apple notes. Yeah. Is that what it said on the Oh yeah. In the bag? Yeah. Nice. I I did not read the bag, so probably should read the bag. I get a, I get a kick out of the bags. What it says? Yes. Yeah. It's, <laughs> 100%. it's like kinda pretentious. Mm-hmm. Um Yeah. Almost like how did you find all of that in I don't know. I think there's like a chart. There's like a chart of like different different coffee like notes and 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 things right. that you would describe the coffee with and they just use that my my guess is I don't know I I wouldn't be a good coffee um sommelier yeah I don't know what they're called the, I don't even know yeah the people that just say what it tastes like I wouldn't be one a good one of those okay yeah. Who's this guy? So he is the grandson of one of the nuclear scientists that helped develop the nuclear bomb. So he's a monster. And or his grandparents were. He has no nutrition training of any kind. <laughs> okay. And he makes a claim that he's going to live to be 180 or die trying, as he put it. I love that. <laughs> Superhuman. The bulletproof plan. The, bull, the bulletproof plan to age backward, and maybe even live forever. So he's the guy that invented bulletproof coffee that we've talked about a couple of times on the show before. Yeah. Um. I I don't think that bulletproof coffee is the um, as awesome as he tries to make it out to be. Yeah. Um, I think more of he made a product for himself than he made money off of it. Uh-huh. That sounds good. Sounds um, like a... But I do... The science behind it, if you're lean enough and you decide to go um, into ketogenic carb cycling or, or um, something, you could you could use the MCT oil, which is part of the Bulletproof Coffee, to force your body... Um, I should say force your body, coax your body to burn more fat during that period and give yourself some energy. Yeah. Um, so there's some thing to it. To I, the bulletproof let's say if there, let's say if his statements are nine and ten out of ten okay. power, yeah. I would give the power of it a two or a three. And only under mm. if if you're under fifteen percent body fat. Wow. So basically no one. Very few people. Right. Because the majority of America is obese. 
Yes. In its technical definition of obese. Anything over 20% for a man is considered non-athletic. Okay, so the non-athletic people out there. That's a nice way of saying fat. And I think anything over 30% for a woman Uh is... So the ladies have more fat. Well, yeah, their breast tissue is mostly adipose, so... Oh, that's what that is. Yes. I always wondered. (laughs) How long have you been married? (laughs) Well, I mean, I'm not like, you know... I'm just going to be quiet. (laughs) So you think that even the ladies listening, they're going to say, oh, yeah, I know exactly what every part of my body is made out of. I think women are more conscious of their bodies than men are in our society. This is very true. Although it's changing, men are becoming more body conscious. Mm, really? No. There's research to show that. There's research to show that dad bods are a thing. <laughs> and the ladies are like, yeah, that's da- I'm done with that. I have a father figure. So <laughs> I have a father figure. That's true. I do. <laughs> you don't. Um, You're not a father, Mike. No. Just the father of five. Right. Fine. <laughs> five kids. So, I mean, he makes some good points in here. Um, so he goes to some really wide extreme stuff. So like stem cells. He, you know, there's different ways to acquire stem cells. And so he goes through a procedure every six months that they harvest his stem cells mm-hmm. and then re-inject them into strategic parts of his body. Wow. Okay. And what is that going to do? Just get newer? Since you're aging, you put the old one, the new ones back in. Is that how it works? So the idea of stem cells is emerging. Like my dad, who's now dead, mm-hmm. um, they, they gave him stem cells to his heart. Oh. And as far as I can tell, they didn't do anything other than remove tens of thousands of dollars from his pocketbook. <laughs> Wow. Did he uh, have insurance? He did, but that didn't cover it. And there was all this other stuff that went through with it. Oh. And it's just it's money. Right, for sure. So, um, so you know, they, they promise, oh, this is going to regenerate your heart. Or this is going to regenerate your lungs or whatever. But they don't have the technology yet mm-hmm. that um, that they can control it as much as they would like you to believe. So basically, right. in his case... They're taking them, putting them in a centrifuge, and then re-injecting them to various joints in his body and parts of his body, including his genitals, in the hopes that they will then regenerate things that need to be generated. He does this every six months as part of his plan to live to 180. Okay. We'll see. We'll see when he's 90. Oh, I don't think he'll make it that far. No? Do you think all this, like, intervention... Is I actually gonna... think he's making himself sick when I read some of the stuff he's doing. Yeah. He does have some good ideas about certain stuff. hmm So, um... But do you want to live that long? He says he'll be able to just walk around and do whatever he wants. And just be, like, just a little older. Well, but it's not about... It's not about, like... At, at least for me. Like, it's done. Let's go to... Let's go. Let's go with Jesus. Let's just let's let these guys do their thing. These new guys are making some new new cool stuff. I don't want to know what what it is though. 
I don't want to learn that. I'm just going to go upstairs. Because I'm done checking out. Yeah. I'm, I'm you like, know? Like that's a SpongeBob I, I, I meme. Would, I would feel there's a, a there comes a time when you're like, yeah, I'm in peace. This is it. That was great. That was a good run. I don't know. Well, I'm excited for you to have that. <laughs> My death? <laughs> a peaceful death. Um, so he takes over a hundred supplements a day. Sitting there with all my family, Nash, his wife, Nora. Have you ever sat with someone when they died? No. It doesn't look like that. <laughs> well, mine will. Mine's gonna be I'm gonna be on this bed with Jess next to me. We're I both pray dying you at live to I pray you live to be a hundred years old. We're both dying and at the, the same last time. voice Listen, you hear be mine. Jess and Dan are dying together at the same time holding hands. And then we're gonna close our eyes, and we're gonna go to heaven together. Lovely together. Yes, we're actually gonna levitate out of the room. Out of the room. Okay. Yeah. I pray that you live to be a hundred in the last. I don't want. I don't know if a hundred is the number I want, but I mean that would be cool. I think a hundred would be cool. If I ever lived to be a hundred, I'd tell everybody it was like some weird thing, like that I eat pine cones every day, just so people start yes. doing that. That is it. <laughs> I just put pine cones in my cereal in the just morning. A pine cone guy. And yeah. then you'll be in the Today Show. And yeah, just snickering in the background. <laughs> and then scientists are pine be cones. Like, what? Sorry. There's this like this. I saw this this thing on Facebook. This older this older guy would <laughs> he would smoke a cigar every day, <laughs> and that was he, he's like you know 103 or something like that. Yeah, and he says that's his secret. That probably isn't it. The cigar itself isn't that bad. It's mm-hmm. when you combine it with all the other stuff. It what exasperates stuff? stuff. What other stuff? What else do you add to a cigar? If you if you ate a healthy diet, exercise, took mm-hmm. care of yourself every other way, and smoked a cigar, a cigar wouldn't have that much power over you. Oh, I get what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. There you go. So this guy takes a hundred supplements a day. 100. Does he eat food? He has a strict diet that I didn't fully understand what it is, but he uses uh, lots of ketogenic elements to it. Okay. Is he happy? No, I don't think so. I mean, it seems like a good way to... I've listened to his podcast a couple of times, and he seems like he's really um, he's snarky. Mm. And struggling to try to find his voice. Right. Your teeth are a window to the nervous system. I kind of believe that a little bit. Okay. Because find anyone with, like, a toothache. Yeah, you're in pain. That person's person's on the ground crying. (laughs) Not always. Oh. So he believes in infrared light. Infrared light. So he does infrared light saunas. Okay. So are all this is, is all this stuff like scientifically backed at all, or is he just trying stuff out? Like, is does he have a team of scientists that are like, yeah, that might work. Let's test it for a couple of weeks. Oh, it worked for a couple of weeks. Let's keep on doing it. You know what I'm saying? Like, is that a? How does this guy? Sit? I don't understand. So they does take he have it, unlimited amount of money to be? He able does to, have a lot of money. Okay, Larry. so he has a lot of money, and um, 
he keeps getting people to he just got another 19 million dollars infused into his company so that he can keep doing this stuff he's um, research well sort of he creates products through the research and then promotes this type of lifestyle sense. and he's a guru um, so he also has a hyperbaric chamber what is hyperbaric chamber um it goes to two things uh it started out there was a theory that before noah's flood the world flood that um various people have reported on right um that there was a water barrier over the earth and that caused our earth to have double atmospheric pressure so instead of 14.4 pounds per square inch of uh oxygen Mm -hmm. it was 28 or 30 and that's what caused all the animals to grow to massive size okay before the flood it also um in the bible it records people living to eight and nine hundred years old and the combination of a water vapor barrier that protected everybody from radiation and mm. also provided them with double atmospheric pressure is what many people hypothesize how that could have happened. Interesting. That science has been taken to uh, create a chamber that people can sleep in that doubles atmospheric pressure while you sleep so that you are enriching everything with oxygen in your body. And so athletes, especially cyclists, will sleep in these things. So um, I saw a documentary. Um, I don't need judgment. It was Justin Bieber's documentary for his last album. Okay. And apparently, like, he's, like, recovering from, like, a bunch of drugs that he's done and really bad, like, that kind of lifestyle. And and something that he has to do is to sleep inside, not sleep, but, like, to lay inside this bag of oxygen that's what a hyperbaric chamber is. Oh, is that the, what that is? Yes. So it's like a blow-up little f- thing, and so he goes again, goes in there, and then there's oxygen all over his body for like 20 minutes. Yeah. And then he leaves the thing. Seems like it's just rich people stuff. Pro athletes use it to promote healing. But does it really heal? I'm sure it does. I mean, oxygen seems to be pretty good. <laughs> it's it's forcing the oxygen into places that it normally wouldn't go through your normal breathing and mm-hmm. breathing our current atmosphere. Gotcha. So, um all right. So there's a, there's a piece to it that I think there is some science based so on. So if you that. were a plant, there are parts in you that are a little brown that need a little more sun. Then you get in there, get sun everywhere, nice and green. Something like that. There you go. See? Okay, what else does this guy have? So the so the what? guy that lives forever, he has different sleeping habits than you do, obviously. Uh, right, so apparently... He wears glasses to block the light, specific spectrums of light. Uh, really? In the four hours leading up to bedtime. Okay. <laughs> this is what he does. All right. Yeah, ideally you're supposed to sleep in a 60 to 64 degree okay. room yeah, that's yeah. pitch black. With no electronics or light of any kind? Nothing. No. Or Wi-Fi signals. No Wi-Fi signals. Because they'll get you. You're supposed to be uh, naked. You're supposed to sleep naked. So he sleeps in the nude. 
you're supposed to sleep in the nude according to his research. I I can back that. I can back that up. It's actually, it takes a little time to get comfortable with that. But you can get there. Um, he tells you to stop eating kale. Kale? He says kale's bad for you. Anything with uh, oxalic acid is bad for you. So that includes really? spinach and what? Uh, kale. What? I like spinach. I, I eat it still. I'm not going to give it up. So what? Uh, Popeye? Popeye was evidently wasn't strong. Popeye died at 80, not 180. Not at 180. That's crazy. I mean, I broccoli and stuff? We Can we have broccoli? I eat broccoli all the time, bro. <laughs> I, I I guess that my, my the reasoning was because like that's a food that you know all kids don't want to eat. Oh. So if you tell them, hey, it's actually not good for you, then they'll be down. I ate breakfast like most. Uh, I ate bre- broccoli for breakfast probably two or three days a week. Just a big bowl of broccoli. How's this broccoli cooked? Uh, usually roasted in a pan. Yeah, that sounds good. A little bit of jalapeno. You burn it a little bit Mm -hmm. so you get a little crunch. Yeah. I'm down with that all day. It's pretty good. My wife does this. Probably not the whole thing is very, uh... When your kids are young, you try to, like, life hack as much as possible. Okay. Just because you have to survive. Of course. So, like, if we make mac and cheese for the kids, we just make some broccoli on the side, and we have broccoli with mac and cheese for ourselves. Oh, that's a good call. And then the kids just eat the mac and cheese. Oh. It's really hard for them to eat stuff. So I'll take the broccoli, and then I'll make um, basically put nacho toppings on the broccoli, and the kids will eat it. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. For some reason, my so Nash is very, like, he's a visual eater. Mm-hmm. So he's, like, looking at everything in the food. Like, looks at everything. Everything seems to be where it needs to be, and then he eats it. If he finds something that he does not recognize or looks different or, like, even pepper, bro, he's like, mm, this is not okay. This is different, you know? So, I mean, I don't know. I don't know what to do about this, Mike. I'd let him go hungry or eats it. He would eat exactly what you eat or he goes hungry. Well, that's the thing. I, I, don't, I don't think he would eat at all. He'll eventually eat, I promise you. As a father of five, he'll eventually eat. Right, yeah. I, it, okay. You're right. I would I would go down that route as well. Right. I don't think it's a very motherly thing to tell your son to not eat. Mm, well, you don't say don't eat. You just say if you're hungry, you'll eat it. Otherwise, you're done. Yeah. And then save that bowl for him for later. He doesn't get a snack later. He has to eat that bowl of cold whatever. <laughs> okay. Well, the, the weird thing, right? That he he's been like that since he was a baby. I know. So what do you do when this a- 100% is hundred percent? There's continue it. There is this part push of through. you as a parent that you want to make your kid's life comfortable. The problem is if you continually make their life comfortable in ways that the world won't make it comfortable, mm-hmm. your kid will hate you later on because you're basically brought a wild animal in and did not teach it to hunt or fish for itself right so he's just gonna he's never gonna eat he's only gonna eat mac and cheese his whole life there are people who eat mac and cheese as an adult and you wonder how they get there it's because their parents 
let them eat mac and cheese all their childhood and they never learned to eat vegetables. Mm. Have, you and I have different parenting styles. Well, and it's okay. I I guess. I mean, but the, but then again, like I I kind of I grew up that way. Yeah. Where yeah. Like my, you know, if I didn't want to eat something, you didn't have to eat it. You didn't. Right. And and not only that, my grandma would cook a separate meal for me. <laughs> If I didn't want to eat whatever, you know. I'm going to shut the door. Okay. Um, but, I mean, it was like that. And I, my grandma lived with us, you know. So <laughs> it's kind of crazy. Uh, and she was a cook, too. And um, But now as an adult, like, I love cooking. So I would go to my great-grandma's uh, house as a kid and that would be a similar thing they would just fix me whatever i wanted to eat mm-hmm. as a sign of love right but if but, i was at my house but that's the thing but that didn't change me in 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 the sense that like i only eat mac and cheese you know like i i love cooking and i love vegetables and i love did your mom everything. and dad do that for you did my mom and dad cook no no did they make you a separate meal yeah, they would literally make us separate meals if we didn't like whatever we didn't we were eating. <laughs> it's but uh, I mean, my dad never cooked ever, ever in his life, never cooked. Okay. And uh, and my mom, you know, she would take turns with my grandma cooking, uh, but my grandma would mainly make do all the cooking and all that. She lived with us. Okay. So my point is that my brother and I are very different in that sense. Mm-hmm. So he's the one that took on more of like the patterns of his childhood where he there's things he still doesn't eat and okay. I'm a little more picky on like in in red sauce he he will literally pick out the onions on the and put them on the side if he finds any bigger pieces of onion you know red it, sauce it, being marinara sauce or red sauce being like a, a latino thing what's marin what's the difference what's marinara is that that stuff that they put for like dipping the so there's different Sorry. sauces in Italian cuisine. No, this is a, I mean, this is a regular sauce. That they, there's only one pretty much sauce that they make in Argentina. And okay. it's a pretty basic, like garlic, onion, carrots, and <laughs> um, and just tomatoes, right? It's close. Um, what, what am I missing? No, no, that's just close. That's close to what marinara is. Oh. Oh, I mean, I don't, I don't, I don't, we don't call it marinara. Of course you don't. We just call it salsa, you know, what is sauce. Well, it is. Technically, that would be a salsa. No, no, no. Not cold salsa, like. I know. Okay. I understand. Um, anyways. I got, I got. Just a, a pasta I, sauce. I got a thousand or so Spanish words under my belt. <laughs> yes. Um, but for me, I'm down with everything. So at that point, do you think, is it, it's kind of like, is it a nature or a nurture thing? For me, um, so my mom was very much not preference-based. She was outcome-based. Okay. And you can definitely see that in the outcomes I've had in my life, that I will do things based upon the outcome rather than the preference. Okay. Not wrong, Mm -hmm. but you've seen me take on a tremendous amount of uh, stress, strain, and pain in a given situation Okay. And just kind of just swimmingly come through it. There were sometimes you've actually came to me and go, how do you do that? Right? Because it's just, you've watched me, we'll, we'll do something. And 
the little things that I didn't get accommodated on mm-hmm. allowed me to build up probably a greater tolerance and change my expectations and my worldview. I'm not saying it's better, but I am saying there is, there is power in being able to put your preferences aside and choose an outcome. And food's one of those things. Mm-hmm. It's not a one size. I mean, if I wanted to, I guess I could eat pasta every day and freaking love it. Right. Because it's amazing, and I love <laughs> making my own noodles and my own sauce, and then I, I make it, and it takes me five hours, but it's great. We made some pasta this week. But, um, yeah, I get it. I get that. I'm not saying sure. one size fits all. I'm not saying my way is better. I'm uh, just the, pointing out. Right. No, no, no. 100% agree. Okay. Definitely. And there's also different kind of children that, you know. As agreed. My daughter, I just have to ask her to please stop eating because she won't stop. She just loves she's food. Pretty, she's pretty cute. She's amazing. Um, and, and Nash, you know, we're lucky if he eats an empanada. <laughs> and Nora already had two. Okay. Um, and, and, you know, like, I mean, he eats empanadas and that's pretty intense. There's stuff in there that whatever. Um yeah, so anyways, I don't know. Empanadas are pretty good. Eating food. This I, guy, I wonder what this guy eats. Probably just uh, like... He does a lot of keto diet stuff, it sounds like. Oh. So so he does a keto? Some of it. That's he's invented the bulletproof diet. Right. So oh. lots of antioxidants mixed in with keto. A lot of fat. 70% fat. Hey, it looks great. It does, it looks healthy. His hair needs some work. Um, that that line is going back well, I mean, quite a bit. He's near 50. He's almost 50? Yeah. I would say he... He, uh, he looks 40. Okay. I can say that. Okay. He um, looks in his 40s. Yeah. So I guess it's working. I guess. be really expensive to do everything he does, I bet. It is. I'm yeah. guessing he spends a million dollars a year on his health. Whoa. Just listening to all the stuff that he does. But tax write-off. Of course. Right. There's a whole group of people that are creating these online communities where they make their own medical equipment to be able to do this stuff at home. Or they'll make a centrifuge out of a Dremel uh, drill. Okay. It's it's true. Right. To try to get get there without millions of dollars. They have plans to 3D print their own medical equipment in their garage. That would be a cool thing to have, a 3D printer. You should get one. That would be something I could see you owning. I haven't bought one because I realized that I would become consumed with making my own things. And what's wrong with that? I would waste time. You you can 3D print a gun? Yes. That's pretty cool. That is cool, but I'd rather have a well-made gun. Or a 3D printed one. I'm not sure I believe in it enough blow up in your face yes (laughs) i've shot some guns that are questionable in my life and how how do you like how is a gun questionable is it old or something uh there was a gun or hacked so there was a gun in my father's collection that i found that was loaded cocked and had been damaged and So, so i was going through his things like a week after he died and my mom pulls out this thing. I hadn't seen it before. And she's like, well, what are these in here? 
and I, I look at it and I go, oh my God. And so I begin trying to strip it, but I couldn't strip it. So I actually called a gun expert that I know and had him come get it mm -hmm. and uh, disarm it for me. Right. I was like, hey, bro, I'm panicking. <laughs> right. Because I, I was halfway through deconstructing this gun and it wouldn't come apart. Wow. And it was cocked and loaded. Right. It was ready it was, to go. So it looked like it had been run over by a car somehow. Okay. Yeah. So um, he came, got it. He brought his tools and stuff, fixed it. I said, it's yours. You keep it. Really? I said, yeah. You just you sell it. You fix it up and sell it to whoever you want. We don't need this So your thing. dad had weapons? He had lots of guns. Did you keep the weapons? Um, My brothers and I kept some of them. Mm. Um, we sold some of them off. Yeah. Um, my mom didn't need all of them. Some of them were larger caliber than she could possibly shoot. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. So sold wow. some of those off. and Yeah. So she kept the ones that were were okay for her to use, and we sold the larger. So she still has like a collection of weapons she, has she can just, use. Just a handful now, but nice. they're they're you know, but they're size that you know an older lady can use. Older lady size. Yeah. There so was like AK forty seven stuff. Nothing like that. She comes out with. A... My dad had a a three fifty seven revolver, that was state police issue. That. It was a 357 Magnum, so if you shot it, it would go through like four houses before the bullet stopped. Those like the ones with the little. You put the. Yes. Yes. The sound effects are amazing, by the way. You like that? Yeah. I've actually never seen one of these weapons, so I don't know what noise it makes, but I figured it would be something like it's, that. If you spun it, it would make that noise. I never <laughs> spun this thing, and it's heavy. It's. Yeah. It's probably a five or six pound gun. Is it big? Yeah. Yeah. What's it called? It's a three fifty seven Magnum. Oh. And it was a state police issue. So it was a little bit bigger and more meaty mm -hmm. than just a regular three fifty seven. Right. It was a service revolver. And it was a pretty powerful gun. What do they use now? What does the police use now? Um, I think they're allowed to, to do a variety of things. I see nine millimeters nine mi um, on a lot of cop sides, mm -hmm. um, but I'm guessing they'll let them, you know, deviate depending on what service they're in. I wonder if they can use their own weapons, like their own guns, if they had them, or they have to. I use don't know the what the rules are. Yeah, I don't no, know what the rules are. I'm guessing they have to use within certain. It's a tool, so Correct. they they need it to. Be able to get through certain things but not go too far mm. so if i was a, a police officer i would get mine gold plated yeah like why? el chapo style okay and i would just you know that would be my thing you're i'm the police officer with the gold plated gun i think that would be frowned, frowned upon a lot of people in the gun community want their gun to be black or not noticeable Oh. Because they don't want the other person to notice that it's been drawn on them or make it noticeable. See, I would be completely opposite. Completely opposite. The whole point that these drug lords, you know, <laughs> make their weapons gold or silver or whatever, is, or diamonds, or they ice it or whatever, is for people to know, hey, this is what I got. This is my piece. You see this? Yeah. There you go. And if you're going to have a gun, it might as well be like that, you know? Yeah. I Let's be flashy about I, it. I've seen a lot of nickel-plated nickel plated? Nickel plated guns over the years that people have. 
I'm not sure that's a great idea from the sake of a, a strategy for or a safety. safety carry. Well, I mean, you know, the goal of carrying a gun is that you shoot them and they don't shoot you. Right. So if you're in a life or death situation, that millisecond of them not noticing your weapon between a flat black gun and a decked out nickel plated diamond encrusted. That's uh, right. Right. And so I think maybe it's counterproductive. And now here's the other thing. El Chapo, which means shorty, right? Yeah. He he probably wanted to be noticed. Yeah. And it, he probably had a bunch of really bad dudes around him that would have shot somebody first. Mm-hmm. And so he was just for show. It was like a Rolex. 100%. Yeah. Most of these drug lords, they, they, they rarely kill people. Yeah. Because they just got the dude that he did. Hey, Juan, that guy. And then he just takes care of it. He's a masseuse. Okay. Cracks necks. Oh. Let me just crack your neck real quick. <laughs> Dead. Imagine one day someone cracked their neck and killed himself. Imagine if that's possible. Probably is possible. You think so? Yeah. That's terrifying, Mike. Because I've cracked my neck before. You have a mini panic attack now from now on. Every time, every time I'm like, oh, I think that's enough. No, maybe a little more. All right, let's not push that. They say it's dangerous to adjust yourself. You could give yourself a stroke. A stroke? Yeah. Yeah, all these things, man. There's so many ways to die. Choose one. Um, uh, you know, Elon Musk. Mm-hmm. I was watching an interview. Okay. And he was talking about just his life i guess and he was just saying that you know now that i'm older it's getting a little harder to stay in shape than before okay um and then that he was saying that you can you can eat certain things that will you know that will make you um that will help you with your physical goals and then he's like but yeah, I think I I think I like food good and like you know I got good I like good enough food to uh, not worry about that. You got to go somehow, you know, some way. And for him, for Elon Musk, he rather have a good meal than eat like a salad. I make good salads. This morning for my breakfast, I had two eggs, and then I loaded oh, it up with salsa and cilantro, jalapenos, onions. You can't have a salad for breakfast. I did. Well, you can't. I, I know you did. That's great, but you can't. It was good. No, it's you can't have a salad for breakfast. It's already it's a law. <laughs> I bet every single family member in your past mm-hmm. that's Italian mm-hmm. would be so upset at you. Yeah, because salads you had for a poor s- people. A salad. Salads are for poor people. Oh really? Yeah. <clears throat> I don't know if uh, salads for poor people in, in my culture. So salads but. were what you ate at the end of a meal to fill up on. You ate whatever you had in the beginning and really? at the end of the meal. Yeah. I've the never salad. heard of that. Yeah, it's an Italian and Greek thing. Interesting. Yeah. Never heard of that. We usually have salad with like our steaks in Argentina. So it's steak salad together. But the salad is literally lettuce and tomato vinegar and You got to think Argentina is a great place to grow cattle, raise cattle. You guys have a super long coastline so you guys can get all kinds of seafood? 
I guess. I, I don't know much about... I, I know that Argentina is known for their, like, steak and, and, oh, yeah, and the meat. The meat and all that stuff. Yeah. Unfortunately, most of it goes out of the country. Mm. And we get whatever's left. Yeah. It's a valuable and commodity right now. Yeah. But, you know, even even within all that, like, all the the richness of Argentina and everything it has, it's really sad how, like, the country itself is still, like, a third world. And they just, like, the I don't know if it's the government or the presidencies. I don't know what it was. But, like, it should be more than it is. And it's really sad that it's not. Yeah, I don't know enough about it. But I would like to visit someday. Yeah, we should. I will. Uh, they won't accept you, though. They, any person coming from America is not allowed to go to Argentina. Until after this COVID stuff happens. Yes. Yeah. yeah, they're pretty pretty uh, intense about that. They're not even letting people in that are Argentinian. Yeah, I'll have to wait. I mean, I'm trying. I'm not going to like get a weekend thing. Plus, yeah. the 11-hour plane ride doesn't sound awesome to me. It's nine. Yeah. From Miami. Yeah, that doesn't sound awesome. Um, you yeah. have to medicate me. You know, I um, on my way back from Argentina one time, um, they didn't have any room in the plane. First class, baby. It was the only room, like, spot they had. So I, like, nine-hour flight in first class. That's awesome. Yeah, when I fly, I usually do first class. It's fantastic. Yeah, I need a little extra elbow room. I don't know if you get extra elbow room, oh, but you yeah. definitely get leg room. But yeah, I have extra room. I need the out, leg room for spread sure. Spread out. Also, don't. Also, like the person next to me doesn't feel the need to talk to me the whole time. Oh, I I take care of that with my headphones right away. Put the headphones on. Yeah, you don't need to talk to me. I put headphones on when I go to the store. Like big headphones? Uh, anything I got, whatever I got handy, put it on. <laughs> and they just, yeah, yeah. I guess it's part of your biohacking. Just leave me alone. Even, like, sometimes I, as my phone was dead one time. I put the headphones on anyway. Done. Just, just they were on. Do you do you not prefer like interaction with people? When you go to a hardware store, for instance. Okay. I will sit there, and even if I know exactly what I need, I'll sit there and look at the other options that are available because maybe there's something better that I don't know about that hmm. just came out. That I don't know about. So I'm going to learn New about tech. it. Right. So I remember one day I did not bring ear protection to the Lowe's. Okay. And this guy wouldn't stop following me around. No, no. He didn't just st- he didn't just tell me about the lights. He kept following me from section to section telling me about the lights. Wow. And I finally turned to him and said, are, are you some sort of electrician? Do you work here? No, I just I just really want to make sure you get the good lights. Okay. And I and I I just walked off. Right. All right. All right. I don't I don't know why So you didn't get the good lights? Uh, I did. I got I got the best lights that you I got. You got the lights you wanted. Right. I didn't buy the ones he wanted me to buy. Yeah. I see the tarps coming out. It's coming. It's here. All right. Um, are you gonna? Are you so? You read this book. You read this guy's book. Yes. Are you gonna implement anything? Not a single thing. Not a single thing. Mm-mm. Wow. No. Why? Is it not good? It's not that it's not good. It's not I compelling enough. I, he just didn't convince me enough. 
because yeah. I just didn't buy into it enough to where I went, oh, I'm going to absolutely do this. You're so talented. Not tuned. Well, it's tuned a little bit. It's tuned a little bit. But, anyways. Alright, we're going to do a song. I'm going to sit back here. I think that's good. Okay. I'm gonna sing a song and then we're gonna end this. Okay. What do you say? Uh, I'm in. I'll, I'll back you up. I've been out walking. I don't do too much talking these days. I seem to think a lot about the things that I forgot to do. And all the times I had the chance to. I stopped my rambling. I don't do too much gambling these days These days These days I seem to think about How all the changes came about my way And I wonder if I'd see I had a lover I don't think I'll risk another these days These days And if I seem to be a friend Live the life that I have made in song Well, it's just that I've been losing So long I stopped my dreaming I won't do too much scheming these days These days These days I sit on cornerstones And count the time in quarter tones to ten Please don't confront me I have not forgotten them.